Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Growing Your Business podcast by Business Matters magazine with Amy Salby. I'm interviewing the founder of the Snafflin Pig Company, Nick Coleman, along with his business partner, Andy Allen, and Dragon's Den investor, Nick Jenkins. Recently, Nick and Andy pitched their pork scratching company to the investors on Dragon's Den in hope to gain an investment in their company. They succeeded, walking away with a £70,000 investment from online innovator, Nick Jenkins. In this podcast, we find out about their experience in the day and retrieve some inspiring advice for other entrepreneurs and startups. Tell us about um, the Staffling Co business, how it's come about. A little quick introduction. Cool, so thanks. So, hi, uh, this is uh, Nick and Andy. Uh, we're the founders of Staffling Pig Company, which launched two years ago. We sell a large range of flavoured pork crackling uh, to over 900 pubs across the UK. Um, very recently, we were uh, aired on Dragon's Den, and we were very successful in uh, winning the hearts and uh, stomach of uh, Nick Jenkins, and uh, looking forward to the future of, um, kind of that partnership. Great. So, um, how have been since um, coming out of the Den, since it's been aired? You've seen a rise in your sales, obviously, um, but yeah, how have you found it? It's been an absolute rollercoaster. It's been fantastic. We, we, um, we weren't able to see the actual uh, um, airing of what we weren't able to see the edits of the from the BBC before the airing. So we kind of Andy and I and his girlfriend and my wife we sat around and, and watched it on Sunday night, and it was it was an amazing experience to see uh, the fantastic support that we got through Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and we had thousands of followers um, kind of getting involved in the conversation. There was a lot of pig puns, a lot more than we were actually expecting there to be. Um, and the sales kind of then fell through straight away. You know, we, we did around about 1,500 orders um, in the last, in the 24-hour period uh, between the, the, the show being aired. And we had been incredibly well prepped from Nick and his team. Um, and we were very well organized and being able to get all of those 1,500 orders out uh, that day. Um, and it started to arrive kind of, you know, to our customers on Tuesday and Wednesday. And we're now seeing this flood of excited uh, customers that are opening up the products and starting to actually taste the product as well so it's, it's been um, what an amazing three days we actually just got spotted on the tube which was which, which quality <laughs> that's great you're a celebrity <laughs> <laughs> um, 
well, we've def- we've had a go of the pork scratchings, and we are very intrigued and very impressed. So, um, what I'd like to know is what your inspiration is setting up the business. Apart from obviously the love of pork scratchings, um, yeah. What was? I, I know you saw a gap in the market, but what intrigued you to make so many flavours, and where were they inspired from? Each and every one of you, what your favourite flavour is out of them all? Uh, it's a tough one. We actually have a favourite child, we're not quite sure. Uh, I, uh, I had a little bit of a sweet tooth and I love the kind of Canadian uh, maple syrup with bacon for breakfast. That's it every day. Um, so it's real for me, it's the maple uh, pork crackling. Uh, I would probably, uh, I'd probably say the fennel. The fennel is a, uh, an ongoing conversation in the. Uh, I was really keen to do it from day one, um, and it's one of the ones that the chefs love, but actually a lot of people aren't sure what it tastes like, but that one did win a great tasting award last week, and I was delighted by that. Great, okay. Uh, my thing was definitely the barbecue, um, the slow barbecue, that's fantastic. Nice, awesome. lovely, so a bit of a mix there. Um, so, yeah, anyway, how was um, the experience of the den, Nick and Andy, and what was it like? Did you have any misconceptions? Um, I'm intrigued to know how long the pitch was. Yeah, I mean, when, when you, I've watched the den since pretty much day one, and you, you do have a kind of an idea of what you think it's going to be like, and the reality is, is exactly what it is on the TV. You, you don't see the dragons beforehand. Uh, you walk, the doors open, uh, and, and there they are staring back at you with the camera crew and all the lights and everything. And it is, a, it was, in, you know, my heart was pounding out of my chest, but the lovely thing was I was there with Andy and it was kind of, we able to um, work together and if I didn't understand something or know something, sorry, Andy, Andy would kind of help me with that and vice versa. Uh, and it's, but the thing was when, you know, the Dragon Face dudes on TV, it might look like they're giving us a really, really hard time. But in reality, we were in the there for probably about an hour. It felt like five minutes. And we were just getting some really lovely feedback from the Dragons, some really good advice and support. Uh, and it was overall, it was a phenomenal experience. I kind of urge anyone to, to sign up to the Dragon's Den. Uh, but personally, I would probably never go through that process again because it, was, uh, it could have gone nah, either way, really. If, if you don't have a good product and a, and a, and a that actually tastes good and the, the commercials aren't there, then it is an environment where you could have spent two years building up your brand and within a 15-minute slot on BBC, they could absolutely destroy you. Uh, um, I mean, from my personal point of view, uh, the, the experience of doing the demo is fantastic. As, as Nick said, uh, you're in there for much 
longer and it's much more of a you get the opportunity to have a, con- a conversation really um, but then there's also the reality of when you watch it back is that uh, it is obviously an entertaining program as well so the edit was really fascinating seeing it back on Sunday which was the first time we'd seen it was the first time everybody saw it um, yeah that was that was interesting just because it, it, the order's slightly different and the bit at the start where we were made to look quite cocksure and <laughs> checking ourselves in a mirror that's all stuff that you just have no idea is being filmed at the time uh, and yeah that made for an interesting experience but it, I mean it was, it, it, we, we, very, we were very aware of what we were walking into uh, and I think if I think it's probably just uh, Nick Rand did better than I did but it's probably the same for the Dragons if it wasn't a real experience then it wasn't a, a business based program we wouldn't have been interested in that day the guys would be even oh, okay. uh, and actually I can say from my from, from our perspective it, it's about as real as you can get and still make it entertaining and the, the first that we see of any business is when they is, is, is when the lift all open so, <clears throat> and it's done, it's done that way because you, we need to have the same sort of reaction that anybody watching it has uh, of thinking what earth is this and, and uh, um, but it is you know it's it's real money and these are real businesses and and um, and, and the funny thing is when, when we're sitting there it, it's it, 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 we're not sort of really thinking of it as this is television it's more it's more uh, you're more thinking is this worth investing in am I going to get stuck with this am I going to have to put more money in later am I going to lose all my money um, so it is it's pretty real yeah, no, it, it did seem... Well, I mean, it was a very polished pitch as well. Um, but, Nick and Andy, is there anything you would have done differently to maybe... Because at first, Nick um, Jenkins was quite... Um, he was asking quite deep about the numbers. I mean, did that put you off a bit? And then you had the rejection from Sarah, who obviously isn't in favour of pork scratchings altogether. Um, but did that put you off? Is there anything you would have done differently? I, I think uh, Andy and I are really proud of what we've seen. Yeah, I mean, the edit made it, obviously, with the edit, it made it out to be that we we didn't understand a large chunk of our numbers. Nick had a very good question that if we were sitting around the table, we could have absolutely um, answered with going through a uh, forecast of the counts, which we had all, all planned. But I guess in, in the kind of the bright lights and of the moment and um, the uh, the kind of whole, the pressure, I think we, I just, I forgot a few numbers and I, I tried my best to be as honest as I could. Um, and I, I desperately looked at Andy with these puppy dog eyes. Help me, mate. Um, and he just looked back and he shrugged his shoulders and over to you, dude. Um, so we just kind of fluffed our way through it. But, uh, you know, we, we walked out with an investment and that was our, the kind of, that was the whole thing that we wanted. But not just that, we wanted Nick Jenkins because with Nick's experience and his passion for uh, gifting and his uh, knowledge of, of startup businesses, you know, he, he is the one that we, we desperately wanted to walk out with. So. I think honesty was really respected in the den, um, but but Nick, as an investor, is this what you look for? Is it honesty? Is it numbers? Is there something you sell? I'd, I'd much rather that somebody. I'd much rather somebody said uh, uh, said I'm sorry, I don't know, I don't know that, or I've forgotten it, than try to bluff it. Because we have seen we, we see people trying to bluff it, and they just dig a digger and deeper and deeper hole. But the worst thing is, then you think, well, if they're going to try and bluff that, then uh, well, the next time if I do invest and I turn up at a board meeting and ask questions, are they going to try and bluff me then? Which is which is 
uh, a lot more serious. So, uh, honesty is honesty is a really important attribute. Mm, yeah, and um, is there anything? And actually, the thing is that in the edit, I, I the question I was asking um, was just trying to work out where the um, what, what made up the overheads in the last year of their projections, and, and uh, was it, was a lot of that made up in a in a, in a big marketing campaign? Mm. And um, but but in, in reality, I wasn't that fast about it because the main thing I wanted to understand is is have they sold this already? Are their sales going well? Is the gross margin good enough? And do I think the team is competent enough to make it happen? Um, so although it, it, it sort of, it, funny enough, it sort of went from me grilling them about the numbers and appearing to be a bit grumpy uh, to, <laughs> yeah, I'll make you an offer. Um, without the bit in between, which was these are really, really good pork scratchings. And what they've done is sort of create an extra twist to it that, that with the sort of fennel flavours and the just, you know, just a better quality product. Um, and um, so, you know, you can't pack everything in. But uh, it, it, I was so disappointed that I went straight from, straight from grumpy to offer without the, without the bit in between. Uh, I mean, the, 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 the advice that I would give is that you, it's, it's so important to put yourself in the investor's shoes. And you almost have to ask yourself the question, would I invest my own money in this? Because um, I know I certainly see quite a few startups that are, that are chancing it and they're thinking, well, you know, if I can find someone to put the money in, that's great. But if they actually have their own money, they probably wouldn't. Um, and I, and I, I'm always looking for that sign of, of real personal commitment on the part of the entrepreneur. Um, and are they willing to put their own, what limited resources they have, are they prepared to put that in? Um, so that, that, to me, is quite important. Yeah. I think, um, from another point of view, I mean, the debt's a great kind of uh, emission and microcosm, but you've got to understand that it, it really does, it's, it's horses for courses as well. You can approach someone and think it's going to be amazing, and you're liable, you're liable to get knocked back. You're not going to be the right investment for everybody. Um, so perseverance is really important. Understanding your audience is really important. Um, and, yeah, and then, as, as Nick said, I, I think, there, there, particularly in perhaps the tech sector, there was uh, there's a, a kind of feeling that, Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hey dave yeah randy since we founded bombas we've always said our socks underwear and t-shirts are super soft any new ideas maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy wait what i got it bombas absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness because one purchased equals one donated wow did we just write an ad yes Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It might be relatively easy to get on board because you can just raise up somebody else's money, but really the reality of it all is you're going to have to put your heart and soul into this as well because it's, it's, it's unreasonable to expect someone to back you if you can't show that you've put your 
your your your efforts into it as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, and that, that is an important point about it being knocked back. I I I, I probably got rejected by twenty or thirty investors for, for, for Moonpig, and and I don't. You know, they had to make a decision based on the information that they had, and they. they there are so many elements of luck that are involved in a business ultimately becoming successful, but I don't, I, I can't honestly say that on the information that they had that they made that they made a, a mistake. Um, you, you can't, you don't have a crystal ball. You can't see, you can't see that far in the future. So, um, so you will get rejected, and 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 you shouldn't necessarily take it to, take it to heart. Um, um, how did you uh, how did you deal with those sorts of rejections, Nick? So obviously, like you say, twenty or thirty times. That's a bit of a blow to the self-confidence how did you maintain kind of the motivation to keep going with it um well i you know i i, I think i understood it for what it for what it was that um it's every once in a while you come across an investor who totally gets it totally understands the concept and uh, and the whole combination comes together so uh, i think I, I never really took it that took it personally that uh, that people didn't didn't want to invest well, you know, they were gen- they're generally fairly fairly polite about it, but then it's um, uh, <laughs> sometimes in the den, of course, um, pe- people can be quite, you know, we, we can occasionally be quite abrupt about it. That is, <laughs> that's part of the show. Um, but it, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't put me off. I, I, I believe the idea was a good idea, um, and you know, ultimately, ultimately, I brought the investors on board, so it was fine. That sounds really good. So, um, but yeah, so when. When you do have such belief in your company, there's got to be a stage where you want to make it grow. So with startups looking for funding earlier, um, what stage do you all think that a business should start to look for funding? When do you think you hit that mark? The critical thing about well, there's two, two stages of funding. One is raising the money in order to in order to, to, to prove that it's viable, and then I guess growth funding, which is um, your growth funding, is the point at which you you're able to say, if you gave me a million pounds, this is what I would spend it on, and this is the evidence that I have that this would work. Um, so. You know, I would see growth funding as, as a point. You've, you've got a product, you've sold it, you've had someone buy, come back and buy again. That's the repeat purchase is always really important. So you've established that somebody wants what it is that you're selling, um, and then you've also established how you can attract more more business. What, what I don't like seeing is when someone says, "Give me a million pounds, I'm going to spend it on marketing in order to grow my business," and, and they have no evidence of any, no no real hard evidence of of, uh, of what works and what doesn't work already. And I think uh, from a food point of view, because Nick and I are both quite involved with just trying to get involved with startups and going to some events and talking to people. Um, with the food startups in particular, it's, it's really down to what somebody wants from the business as well. You often find that food is such a passionate project and so many of the businesses are passion projects. And then you talk about investment and it's the fear of letting go and the fear of not having it, it scaling to the point that suddenly they're not making it and those kind of things. That kind of worries them, and they don't want to do that. And my advice for those guys is, if they don't, if, if what they want is for it to still be quite a lifestyle business, and if they to spend their couple of days a week building stuff, and then a couple of days in farmers markets or whatever, then that's absolutely great. You've got to know that you want the business to become this bigger thing before you go and ask people for money. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just deciding where you want to get to in the first place, because it's surprising how many people aren't sure about that when they when they first start out. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree, and I mean, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've um, heard that the business came about a, with around a bet about starting a business on £500, is that right? That's right, yeah, 
myself and my business partner that we take 500 quid and I would start with 500 quid I'd start another company and um, I wanted to build a, a consumer brand I wanted to get involved in food I thought about all the great times in my life which generally involved being in the pub with my mates having a beer and eating pork scratchings and I thought okay well there must be something around pork scratching element what can we do that could make it different uh, well flavouring that seemed like the obvious choice because people were doing it in, in popcorn and other, other areas and so with the farm to quid uh, I went and I, I got some products from a um, from our chef and I, we, we got some samples made and then Andy came and got involved because I needed a brand behind me I needed a tone of voice I needed a proper marketing plan that was, a, that was an area which I, I really didn't understand and Andy knows incredibly well so with that 500 quid um, I walked the streets and I sold crackling to uh, crackling that's not crack crackling uh, to Henley um, pubs in Henley and Marlowe and we turned that 500 quid into a thousand pounds we then went back home uh, we made up more batches we turned that thousand pounds into two thousand pounds and at that point we then said right now let's get a website let's get some foil packets and then let's go to the bank and see if we can get a bank account and you know people say oh, to start a business you need thousands no you don't you need a great idea you need a really solid um, product that people are going to want to buy and you need the determination and perseverance to go and make it work and then once you've got the proof and the evidence that it does work then you can go out for further funding and that, that's the point in our, 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 our short life of what only 18 months that's where we decided right we, we need someone who can help take this to the next level and that's why, why we wanted Nick Great. So, um, I mean, you've grown so much in such a short amount of time. Um, but what is it like working with Nick? Have you seen the differences straight away? or And how long have you um, been working with Nick for? So, obviously, we, as when we just see the air of the show, um, we don't know how long you've actually been working together. So, realistically, how long have you been up and running with Nick? I've noticed that you're quite active on social media as well, which I think probably makes yeah. you stand out a bit more from some of the other companies that have been in the den, because um, it just really attracts your audience, and obviously that's a prime way of 
getting to your customers nowadays. Um, is that like a piece of advice you would give to someone starting out? Would you would you say that social media is key? Would you give any other advice? I know you've scattered it along this interview anyway, but if there's anything else you want to add about um, for someone just starting up their own business? Anything to add, Jenkins? <laughs> no, I, um, I mean, I, the, the, the main reason for me for, for, for investing is recognising that uh, uh, the, the, the the team are really, really capable and, and uh, bright and absolutely got it, um, and, and, and understood the importance of um, on the marketing side. Certainly, they certainly understood uh, how to make a product stand out and how to make it better. And then fundamentally, I, I'm really a great believer in in, in uh, the quality of the product being the most the most important um, aspect. But the first thing you've got to start with in any marketing um, side is, is make it a really good product so that people will want it. That's half your job done. Um, and um, they're, 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 they're incredibly confident. And it's a real joy supporting a business where you suggest, suggest things, listen things, and they get it straight away, and, um, and uh, you can help them achieve what they want to achieve. Awesome. Um, well, thanks, guys. Thanks for your time. Um, the, the port stretchings are amazing, um, and we look forward to seeing what's to come. Um, it sounds like it's going to be a busy few months, and we might be seeing a lot more of you.
If you've enjoyed this podcast, subscribe to our podcast channel for weekly interviews and business advice. You've been listening to the Grow Your Business podcast by Business Matters magazine. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.